Thanks for taking time to listen to this episode of The Real Rescue Podcast. Take a minute to go to therealrescue.com to check out these and other great deals from our sponsors here at The Real Rescue. This episode of The Real Rescue Podcast is brought to you by Breeze Eastern, the world's only dedicated helicopter hoist and winch provider, Axness. Because when lives are at stake and conditions are challenging, clear communication is of the utmost importance. Life Saving Systems Corporation. We do our work so you can do yours. Tough gear for tough jobs. And SR3 Rescue Concepts, because you don't know what you don't know. Breeze Eastern. They dedicate themselves to our helicopter rescue world. Since the very first helicopter rescue in November of 1945, Breeze Eastern has designed and manufactured superior rescue hoist solutions. While much of the technology and the unique mission requirements have changed over the past 75 years, their commitment to the rescuers, the operators, and those being rescued has not. Contact them today by visiting them at breeze-eastern.com. The Axness PNG Wireless ICS System can bring cutting-edge wireless intercommunication system technology to any aircraft. The PNG system can be fully integrated into an existing ICS system or can be carried on and off as a mobile base station. They can go anywhere, at any time, on any aircraft. Plus, with the strongest and most robust waterproofed handheld on the market, this system can take a hit and keep working. Their wireless intercom systems are designed to enhance situational awareness through improved communication capability. This system brings superior noise canceling technology to eliminate rotor wash and engine noise from your ICS. The Axness PNG wireless system is currently deployed in more than 1,800 public safety, air ambulance, and search and rescue aircrafts worldwide. I have personally used the Axness system in four different countries and on five different airframes. It is awesome. If you want more information, contact them today at axness.com. That's A-X-N-E-S dot com. You just make sure you tell them Quinny sent me. Life Saving Systems Corporation. They manufacture the world's toughest helicopter rescue gear. From my favorite harness as a rescueman, the Triton harness, to the rescue baskets, the litters, and of course, the most popular hook in all helicopters, the D-Lock. The team at LSE will cut bend, sew, weld, and machine these products into existence every day. We do our work so you can do yours. LSC, tough gear for tough jobs. Check them out today at lifesavingsystems.com and follow them on Instagram at rescuegear. That's at R-E-S-Q-G-E-A-R. And SR3 Rescue Concepts is a training company that can help with your helicopter training, a standardization and safety check, or maybe just an audit or an FAA refresher. They are here to bring your agency up to date with the most current techniques, rules, regulations, and equipment. The training staff is awesome. With the certified flight instructor pilots, experienced crew members, which I am happy to say that I am one of them, they offer training in rescue, medical, tactical, firefighting, ground operations, and night vision goggle use. SR3 is also partnered with Petzl 
to assist with personal protective equipment and the highly specific Lazard. SR-3 also goes beyond the helicopter world as they provide high angle rescue training and tactical medicine training. Contact them today at sr3rescueconcepts.com or over on Instagram at sr3 underscore rescue. It's a blast to listen to people and the stories that they have when they start talking about how they got sucked into the rescue world. Our next guest is actually a mechanical engineer. So she wasn't even going down the rescue world until she started volunteering with it. And then, boom, the rescue side just sucked her right in. So our next guest gets to tell us all about how she started as a mechanical engineer and is now deep into the rescue world. It is awesome. So please welcome our next guest, Mrs. Stephanie Hyatt. My name is Jason Quinn. I am United States Coast Guard Rescue Swimmer number 500. These are my rescues and rescues from those of us that put our lives on the line every day so others may live. This is The Real Rescue Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Rescue Podcast. Today I've got uh, a guest with me who I'm super stoked to have with me because she's like volunteer and got into this volunteer with some of us, you know, we we like, we dropped in because it looked cool, but she came like, ah, I'm, I'm just pumped. You know what? I'm going to let her tell all about it. So without further ado, Mrs. Stephanie Hyatt. Welcome to the show. What's up, Miss Stephanie? How are you? Hello. How are you today? I am phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining me. I know this has been like uh, you and I have been playing tag quite a bit. Uh, last time we were supposed to be here, I got launched on a medevac. I think something else came up before that. And it's like, hey, here we are. Woo-hoo! We're here now. It's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> I love it. Well, Steph, you've got an incredible story and a quick shout out to women in rescue, because those ladies there are the ones that got me connected with you, which I'm very excited about. So this is is cool. But you, um, you do, well, you started kind of volunteering. I I don't want to jump too far ahead of like the story, but this is awesome. Like how, yeah. All right. You know what? Forget about it. I should just stop talking. Steph, take it. A little bit of background. How did you get into search and rescue? Oh man, it's, it's a crazy road. Let me just tell you that. Um, so I started, let's see, I guess I'll start with, I was always sick in college, always sick. I went to Purdue university and I was a mechanical engineer. Nice. And, you know, I'd always played with the idea of, do I want to go medicine engineer? I'm not sure. Let's see here. Four years of school, a million years of school. (laughs) Got it. So I uh, graduated with an engineering degree and props to all you doctors and nurses out there. Cause I, I was done. Um, so I, uh, I got my mechanical engineering degree, got an internship down in Texas. And as uh, some would say, I sold my soul to oil and gas. Welcome so to the good guys, there. bad guys, exactly. good guys, bad guys. Yeah. Whatever. You know, depends Green how guys. you're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I worked down there in Texas for a couple years and I realized they have their own emergency response team because we're in a really remote area of the, of the Gulf coast. And, you know, we're 23 minutes by life flight to the nearest hospital. 
trauma center hospital. So we're far. Um, wow. So we have our own um, ERT, firefighting, hazmat, medical, rescue, all team on site. So think of like a big uh, refinery. That's where I worked. So I approached the, uh, you know, good old boys club, as you'll call it. There was. <laughs> we, uh, we might have that in, yeah, in like yeah. almost every agency. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you know, I'm probably not your typical applicant, but I would love to be on emergency response. You know, like, I think it's pretty awesome. They looked at me like I was crazy. You know, here I am five foot six, 110 pounds asking to be on the fire team. Soaking wet. Yeah, yeah exactly. With my <laughs> gear weighed more than me. And they're like, we're going to have to special order you boots. And I was like, that's fine. If I got to, I need to do this. I'm like, this is not a want anymore. This is a, this is how I'm going to give back in life. This is what I was meant to do. They're like, okay, sure. You know, we'll see if you last. <laughs> <laughs> here I am. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> so I did the firefighting for a while. I'm like, you know what? Just not for me. I'm way better at confined space, high angle rescue, like my mechanical engineer brain. That's what this is meant for the forces trying to find the right anchors, um, creating the right mechanical advantages, change directions. That's what I'm here for. So I told him like, I'm done with fire guys. That's I'm done. And uh, they're, they're like, yeah, we agree. <laughs> wow. Cool. But I'm, like, but guys, I'm like, but yeah, yeah, I'm staying on rescue. And they said, absolutely, you are. Nice. So it was a little tough, too, because, you know, I was the first female engineer to join this team. I mean, there's a hundred, a hundred more or less operators, hourly shift workers on the team. And here I come. <laughs> completely out of the blue and they didn't know what to do with me at first i mean honestly there was a couple of them they're like ah are you here to cook for us i was uh, like i am not <laughs> come on but boys. thank you i know <laughs> and after that i set my uh you know i set that out right and uh guys no no i'm actually here to save lives same thing you are they're like oh, okay right on yeah let's do it and i from there on i mean they've i can say honestly I have a hundred brothers that are just my absolute best friends. Now they, they will do anything for me. I would do anything for them. And it is, when they talk about brotherhood. It's Heck true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. I'm like their daughter their It is fantastic. Got a little sidetracked there a little bit, but so big stories. Like I'm, you know, working in a, working in the admin building, doing my computer paper crunching, you know, number crunching stuff and the tones drop. And, uh, you know, normally I'm not the first person out there because I'm not out always out in the field, but you know, we got a rescue and so I'll, I'm going to jump right in, uh, to oh, my first oh, rescue. Yes. I kind of oh, got it. Yeah. Come on. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before, before you get into that. So and the whole thing about this and you specifically is, is you, and it, this is just kind of you and I have talked about this a little bit, uh, engineering, volunteered to be part of the rescue, but you like you volunteered to go to all the trainings and a whole bunch yes. of stuff. 
prior to. And if I remember correctly, before this rescue, you went through EMT school or was that after? It was a little bit after, but yeah, I did all this on my own time. Like I'm salaried. So anything they asked me to do above and beyond, um, it was all on my own time. And I'm not one of those jobs where like I leave work and someone else picks it up. So that was always tough. You know, I'd go to a week long training and then I'd get done with the training during the day and have to pick up my engineering job of all the stuff that happened over the day. You got to do I'm your like, real why job. Am I, why am I doing this? Oh, that's right. To save lives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see the bigger, I see the bigger picture here. Nice. I'm like, I will do it every day of the week. Awesome. If I get okay. to do rescue. So now I'm all about it. Your very first rescue tones go off. You're in the office, oh. punch it away. <laughs> Let me tell you, if this doesn't tell you I'm an engineer, I don't know what does. It's Friday afternoon, four o'clock in the afternoon. Everyone's getting ready to leave. And uh, let me also tell you a little bit how old school the plant is that I worked at. We had pagers. Now, this isn't like in the 80s. We're talking like mm, six years ago. So I'm carrying my pager and my pager goes off. That says we have a rescue at this uh, ethylene unit. Cool. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I just went through basic class three months ago. Like I can tie my knots. I can set up my systems. Nobody told me what to do when we actually got a call. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm freaking out. Um, yeah. So I get in the car. I drive over to the unit. I check into the control room because that's what we've been taught to do my whole career, you know, accountability. I walk into the control room and they're all like, if you're rescue, you probably need to go out to, you know, where the guy needs to be rescued. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I should do that. <laughs> Thinking to myself, well, this is dumb. Great. Hey, we all have to learn. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to oh, throw yeah. that out there. We all have, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so I get over to where the uh, injured person is. You know, they were up working on these machines and they were working on um, milling some flanges. And the flange machine had actually broken off and he was crushed underneath it. So mm. he was in a bad way. Um, there was already another uh, rescue personnel there. But it was just me and him. Everyone else is bystanders. We're talking the ops manager, um, all the higher up people. Like everyone was there to see what was going down on a Friday afternoon. And I'm staying there like, I I remember learning this. (laughs) I'm completely flustered. I don't know what to do. And the rescue tech up top was like, hey, can you bring me the LSP halfback from the truck? And I was like, yeah. What is that? (laughs) Oh, my God. Come on, girl. (laughs) I lost it. I completely just lost everything. So long story short, we found the bridle. We found the rigging plate. We got him hooked up. We got him. Uh, lowered down to ground, put him on the stretcher, did our patient assessment. He obviously, we called the bird. He was, uh, he needed, uh, he needed some higher level of help that we weren't able to give him. And 
after we were done, we were doing our after action. And I was like, you know what? I think I have work to do. I am never going to be caught in this situation again. And after that, man, I was spending every lunch times, all of my free times, my days off. I was going to the station, going through the truck. It's like, I am never going to be caught in this situation again. And let me tell you, I know where everything is on the truck now. Yeah, girl, come on. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. That first one, though, those, that first rescue, the butterflies, it was insane. But it, it also got me hooked. It's awesome, right? I mean, it's, that's why we do it. It's ridiculous. It, it's like you get the save. You get the guy down. You, like everything you did, it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just did that what? Can't wait for the next one and so upset that you have to do another one. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, this may sound bad, but that was fun. Thank you. Thank you. See, even an engineer who volunteers, who now like got sucked in, you get it. Other people don't get it. Yeah. We're one of the crazy people. They're like, this is a cool medical rescue story. It was crazy. It was bloody gory. I loved it. Oh, dang. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, get, I hope he turned out okay. Did he? Did, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. He well, was, you good, know, he just had a couple of days off of work. And, but yeah, he was just fine. Just fine. Just make sure no one know. We call them life saving rules. You don't walk or work under an elevated load. Hey. So that, that helps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh that helps from getting crushed. So after that, and you went through all the truck and learned everything, uh, now EMT, EMT basic? EMT basic. Um, I decided, you know, not only is rescue what I wanted to do, but actually patient care. Nice. Like I, uh, like I had the empathy, you know, women are t- typically have more empathy and compassion around the patient. And I saw that that was maybe a lacking part of our team, again, being one of a hundred people on the ERT. And then me being the only female. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I could add something else here and, and get my own EMT or get my own certification. That way I can maybe help the rest of the team. So, you know, in true fashion, I uh, did it on my weekends and nights off and did some of my own, coordinated it all myself um, and came back to the team and said, hey, by the way, I'm also an EMT now. And they were like, you, you did what? <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I I wanted to. So I just did it. And they're like, of course you did, because we know you and that's what you do. Yes. Come on, Steph. Oh, man. (laughs) Let me tell you, I'm uh, talking through all these stories. I'm realizing how crazier and crazier I am. But it's a good crazy. I promise. Love it. So I was on the rescue team. And after I told them I got my EMT and I was really passionate about it, they're like, you know what? We don't have a medical branch of our emergency response team. We really don't. We just have like whoever shows up and then they're, um, if they're patched, they're patched. If they're not, they can't do it. Like, you know what? We should fix that. So I, uh, I talked to some of the higher ups and they agreed that they needed to start a medical team. 
And they asked me if I would be the captain. And I said, absolutely. Nice. Mind you again, all volunteer, still working my day job. What am I doing? <laughs> About to be in charge of the medical side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here I am writing the charter, you know, figuring out how do I get a team that has no EMTs? How do I, how do I get them trained up? And we actually found a, a company, Radom Group. They came down and they did a two-week boot camp. And we nice. got 10 people trained up from off the street, like ERT people. Yeah, you know, they got some, some uh, background. But two weeks, they got their patches. Like, I could not have been more proud of them. It was, it was boot camp for sure. Um, one of my most proud moments though, and let me tell you is seeing all those guys come back with their patches on being like, you helped me get this. Like, I couldn't have done it without you like that. That's what we're doing. Like I realized I can help more people by training than I can myself. Like the numbers just get exponential. Now those people are going out and helping more people. And it's just like this this is how you really do it. I can only help so many people, but this way I'm touching a lot more lives. And it's just like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is why I'm here. God, that's freaking awesome. I love uh, it. Yeah. The more I'm talking about it, I'm just getting all choked up here. Too. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a deep passion. And when you get into it, it's, it sucks you in big time. Yeah. So. It totally does. And it's something that's just like, it's never, it's not a job, obviously, because I've never been paid for it. It's, but it's just part of me. It comes with me every single where I go. Like we're in a restaurant and you're like, is someone going to (laughs) choke? Like I'm here. We're in an airplane. I once had to happen. We're on an airplane. Someone's like, do we have a medical, uh, anyone with medically trained? Luckily there was about six people on the plane, but I'm like, shoot, that's me. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I so might I have to be like, know. I'm out, I'm out, no, I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I was like, wait, what, uh, what's going on first? <laughs> Is he, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I got uh, this. <laughs> do I need to do a trach? No, I'm out. I'm out of town. I'm out. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. Um, are you still in charge with everything you're doing? Are you Are you still running that whole program? So not, not really anymore. I changed my engineer job changed and I am working up at our corporate office still down in Texas. Um, I still have some of that. I'm still involved um, to a degree and I'll get to that a little bit more later. Sure. Um, But yeah, I'm up at the corporate office anymore. So I really can't do so much in the plant, which has been, that's, that part's been sad, but I found another way to, to work through it. We're going to get to that one in a sec. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm going to take, we'll go a step further in like, or down the timeline a little bit. And since you've gotten all this stuff, you actually have two other cases that you kind of came across, I'll call it. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's a good way to put it. You were, you were there and, and lend it a hand. So if you don't mind, just run us through those two cases. Uh, yes. So I have this, I'm not sure how many of you have heard of 
a competition called IRECA, International Rescue and Emergency Care Association. It, it's a rescue competition that I think it's one of the oldest rescue competitions actually ever. And it's kind of fallen off a little bit recently because of COVID, but my, my team down in Texas, my rescue team, we competed in it the last 2016, 17 and 18, I believe. Nice. I am not and super familiar with it. So I apologize to. It's much smaller. Uh, it's pretty small, but it is the best training. It is realistic. Um, controlled, I guess you could say, because it's scenario, uh, rescue scenarios, but you use live children as the patient. So talk about a stressor. Wow. It's not only you're like, I hope my knot's right. You're like, oh, this kid is 10 and I'm putting them in a basket and going to lower them vertically over the edge. Like I better do this right. So we, wow. we do, conf yeah, yeah. We do confined space scenarios, high angle, all sorts of stuff. And it is the best training because you have that stressor of this is a, someone's real life. It's not a dummy. Um, but it's also a controlled scenario where you have a lot of oversight, making sure that you're not about to do something that's going to danger this person. Cool. So absolute, absolute best hands down training I've ever had. So we're on our way. We had just finished up breakfast uh, with the team. Mind you, we are all dressed in the same outfit. There's seven of us. Um, we are driving in two big black Escalades because, nice. you know, you got to show up in style. That's right. <laughs> we <laughs> are. Big old black tinted windows. Can't see yeah. it. <laughs> we got a full, uh, full caravan. Yeah. Oh, game on. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, really, guys? We had to? He's like, we had to. Okay. We're, we're packing up from the diner, going to break, going to the competition. And all of a sudden we hear just a crunch. We look up, we're like, that was a motor vehicle accident right in front of us. You got two airbags on both the cars, both went off. You know, they're going through an intersection. Someone thought they could make a left. Someone thought they could run the yellow. It didn't end well. We all look at each other. And we're like, okay, guys, let's go. So we grab our pads, we grab our gloves, we grab our, our medic bags. <laughs> we walk out onto the street and the other guys are using the vehicles to, you know, block traffic. And, you know, there's three EMTs and like, okay, two of us take one, one goes to the other. Let's A, scene, uh, BSI scene safe. Got Come it. Come on, textbook. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Had to throw that one in there. That's Everyone's awesome. like, okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> so we're making contact with these patients. Steph, that was and brilliant. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I mean, anyone that's been through it knows that is oh, just absolutely. classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, so we're making contact with the patients, and it's been about two minutes, and we're looking at each other like, shoot, has anybody called 911? We're not 911 here. We are in our plant. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one guy we're like, Hey, you guys better call 911 to get the actual ambulance and fire trucks here. <laughs> so they call them up. They're on their way. You know, we've already done a full patient assessment. They're, they've, they're cut up bruised, but everyone's, a you know, times four. Um, 
they were a little at first shocked because, you know, we were there within 10 seconds of it happening. I mean, seconds. So like they, they had the impact and then they look up and here we are team of seven in matching uniforms, standing at their door being like, hello, what is your name, sir? Can I help you? Do you know what day it is? What happened? Oh my gosh. And the first thing they look at, they're like, where did you come from? <laughs> and my partner goes, Texas. <laughs> like, you got here really fast. <laughs> like, you're confusing the poor guy. Oh. He came from the parking lot, but we are from Texas and we're here to help. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So 911 shows up. We gave them um, a full patient rundown. And they're, they're also looking at us like, what? Like a full patient turnover. I'm like, okay. And are you an EMT or better? And he was like, yes. What is happening? <laughs> is this a trick question? I I'm not sure. <laughs> and I was like, okay, the patient is now your responsibility. We got to go. We have a competition to run. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and so we obviously showed up late to the competition and they were all like, where are you guys been? We're like, oh, no worries. Just saving lives. You know, no big deal. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> like we just caught a warm-up lap you know on the way over here it's all good oh my gosh so, oh man what a day what a day but yeah they were all both fine uh went and crushed the competition yes. so yeah all adrenaline up like oh. all adrenaline up yes so yeah that's one of my one of my cool stories um I can jump into the other cool story. For Come me on. Too. Oh my it. gosh. <laughs> All right. This one's happened actually. So my husband and I were big travelers and well, this was, you know, 2019. Okay. So, you know, back when traveling was a thing. Yeah. What's it like? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh. So we love traveling and we couldn't figure out where we wanted to get married. So we're like, you know what? It would be silly to have our wedding in Texas because we travel all the time. Let's go somewhere cool. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have our wedding in Hawaii. You know, destination wedding. Let's keep it small. All that backfired on us. 63 people later, our small nice. wedding. But, you know, it was a blast. All of our great friends. And the best part is, too, that my husband also worked at the chemical plant that I worked at. So a lot of our friends were coming from the plant to come to the wedding with us. Oh, that's so awesome. many people came that the leadership team had to have a special meeting to make sure they had coverage for the week that everyone was leaving. <laughs> I was like, I love that we aren't a line item on your agenda right now. That is hilarious. Uh, well played, ma'am. Nice job. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so how long is your wedding thing? I'm like, well, they're going to be gone probably about a week. I mean, you don't go to Hawaii for just a few days. That's right. It's a vacation too. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we're, we got, we're over in Hawaii. We're doing all these cool things. And one of them was um, biking down Mount Haleakala at sunrise. So we get up at three in the morning take a bus up there, see the sunrise. It is amazing. Nice. And freezing. All right. <laughs> and then we're biking down 
and it's like seven in the morning at this point. We feel like we've been awake all day because, you know, the day started at three. And we're biking and it's um, absolutely amazing views everywhere. And they told us on the way up, they're like, be careful of this one area. The road is very bumpy. Like, got it. I'm freaking out, you know, thinking, what the heck did we do? Our wedding is in two days. I'm I'm mountain biking down a mountain. And I'm like, if I break something, if he breaks something, if we scratch our faces up, like, (laughs) I've seen movies like this. I'm like, couldn't I have scheduled this for after the wedding? What was I thinking? (laughs) The pictures are going to be terrible. Oh, God. And and he's going, he's like, look, look how fast I can go. I was like, we're not doing that right. Both hands on the wheel. Both hands. Honey, honey, I got this. He's like, I got this. This is fine. This is awesome. I'm like, no, it's not. I regret this. I regret <laughs> booking this right now. <laughs> this is my wedding too. You do what I say until after it's over. Exactly. <laughs> I know the drill. I, I got you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're biking. We're like 20 minutes from the bottom. We're so close. It's pretty flat at this point. We're going through towns. We're coming up on the bumpy area. Well, all of a sudden we're coming into town and I see a lot of traffic backed up. I'm like, uh-oh. And then we see a bike on the side of the road. I'm like, Oh no. Then we see the helmet off to the side and we see people standing all around. We're like, Oh God. And so everyone I'm with knows that I'm a medic. And so the people ahead of me are like, what's going on? They're like, someone fell off their bike and can't move. And they're like, do you have a medic up there? And they're like, no, we have nobody trained. And I was like, Oh, that's me. You do. That is me. Here we go. I'm like, do I have anything with me today? No, of course not. I have nothing with me, but that's okay. Here we go. Walk up to the lady. You know, she had taken a a nice flip over her handlebars, an older lady. And, you know, obviously there was some collarbone, shoulder deformities that we were working around. Um, Not comfortable. Um, so that, that was tough. And you have her family standing around there. You have traffic. It's a small two lane road through the back mountains of Hawaii. So I'm like, okay, first of all, has someone called 911? They said, yes, they'll be here in 20 minutes. Oh gosh, what? you're way out on the trail. We're in the middle of nowhere. Wow. And I was like, that is a long time for someone in this much pain. And just me. oh my goodness so here we are i'm trying to make her comfortable you know checking make sure she's got pms in all extremities and you know just trying to calm her down a little bit too because she is she was not excited let's tell you that she she liked the first part of the bike ride a lot better than where she was (laughs) at this point um you got half of her family yelling at her to just get up and brush it off and you got the other half crying with her I'm like okay neither of you guys are helping (laughs) please go over there so you know making her comfortable trying to get getting her full history and everything like that and my my husband and the rest of our team is actually over there helping direct traffic because she's in the middle of the road and you know nobody knows how to direct their own traffic Everyone wants to sit there and watch and see what happens because that's, that's what you do by human nature. So they're directing traffic and 
I think that was one of the coolest parts is because that was the first time my almost husband got to see me work in action. Like he's always heard my stories, but he's never actually seen me uh, with a patient. And afterwards, and he was like, that was, that was pretty intense. Like what you do is like, that's not something that anybody could just do. And I was like that. Yeah. And it wasn't planned. It wasn't, I had nothing with me. He's like, but you made her day less bad. That's what we're here for to make their day less bad. We didn't get them in the situation, but we can do whatever we can to make it suck less. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So it was just, you know, again, the same thing. By the time the EMTs got there, I gave them my rundown and they just looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, I, I do this too. I'm just not in a uniform today. And here's your patient. <laughs> I'm going to go get married now. Is that yeah, cool? Yeah. Can I get, can I pass the bumpy part and get down yeah. without an yeah. injury on my face? Thank you. No injury. Like we, <laughs> we got through no injuries, no broken bones. Pictures turned out great. Excellent. Whew. And there's a killer story at the end of it. Or and an awesome in the story. Middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh what are gosh. the odds of this? Steph, yeah. that's awesome. Well done, ma'am. Well done. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. So now, like with everything that you've done, all of your training to date, you are actually doing a little bit more uh, with the rescue side of things. Yes. Go ahead. I am. So as everyone knows, emergency responders, absolutely thriving chaos. So (laughs) organized chaos, organized, organized chaos. chaos. Yes. Yes. So March of 2020, um, one of my coworkers that I worked with down at the plant, um, me and him were like, you know what? Doing this as a volunteer is one thing, but I think we can touch more people by starting our own company. So, you know, March of 2020, nothing else in the world is going on. Um, Go figure. We start, yeah, we started a rescue company. Hey, in the middle of COVID. Awesome. (laughs) Why not? And it has been the absolute best and thrilling and tiring decision we've ever made but what are we in almost two years is that right just about a year and a half later and we i'm still working my full-time job mind you we are at the point as an engineer in the plant yeah or in the office in the office and so i'm like having to take use my vacation to teach like i was teaching last week because i know we tried to reschedule this i'm like oh wait no i'm teaching Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, it's the point where like, I can't take a whole lot more clients on because I don't have the vacations. So we're getting real close to that balance of, can I maybe stop doing my corporate job and work full time? So, oh man, that would be the dream. So those of you listening, (laughs) come on, girl, throw it out. Vertical integrity rescue. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're in Google. Look us up. Have um, rescue needs. We will travel. We love yes. it. We love what we do. 
what so, what do you teach in your in your trainings high ropes everything well yeah go down the list what just do you about everything um so we taught last week we taught in awareness and operations uh rope rescue um so in in accordance with nfpa 1006 we teach a regs out boom yeah. come on i'm an girl. engineer remember oh yeah that's right <laughs> Yeah, there it is. So, there, there it is. It's never going away. Engineer, uh -uh. Come on. <laughs> I can't. I can't hide it any longer. I made it this long. Mm. Oh. It was just sitting there. <laughs> uh, we also teach tech classes. Uh, we do confined space. We do consulting. Um, actually, I also just got my uh, license to be a medical CE provider in the state of Texas. Congratulations. So that, that's that fantastic. Was, that was huge. So yeah. I'm working on curriculum now to do 40 hour refreshers. Um, I mean, dreams are just coming true right now, man. That's dreams awesome. Dreams are coming true. Yes. Congratulations. My gosh. That's, Thank you. All right. Everybody go check out the website. Go call Steph. Be like, Steph, this is what I need. Yeah. We're like, here I'm to a, help. I'm going to call you. I'm going to come hang yeah. out with you. Come on. Let's do this. Let's do it. We're fun people. Dang, girl. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot of, uh, I'm doing a lot more of that. And so again, I'm a business person with, or no, I'm not a business person. I'm an engineer. I had to learn all these business things. So my partner is very, very good at rescue. Very. He has all the certs. He's, got swift water he does all the crazy stuff and that fell on me so I created the website you know I set up our accounting um I like to joke that I am HR IT um payroll <laughs> um everything other and including teaching the classes as well so I'm curriculum development like it's a two-man show right now and we are Cannot wait for the day that we can bring on more people and expand the business because we're getting there. That's and awesome. We're close. Yeah. And I can't wait to have someone else do the finances because that's not my, that's not my forte. Stick to teaching, stick to higher up, stick to confined yeah. area. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Put me on a rope. I'm happy. Yeah. Mm, no, I don't really want to balance the books, but I'll do it if I can help more people. Love it. Well, I'll tell you, what, tell us the website one more time. Vertical Integrity Rescue. Vertical Integrity Rescue. Dot com. Dot com. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, go check it out. I and I will. I'll, I'll go check it out myself here in, in just a couple of minutes. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Steph, these stories have been great. Uh, hey, real quick, how did you get set up with Women in Rescue? Like, is that I? Like, I found them through Instagram, and we're, same yeah. thing. Same thing. Um, you know, like there's not a lot of us in the rescue world. It's a pretty small community. And so when we find another one, we latch onto each other nice. and just, you know, <laughs> throw another one at you. And, uh, I have a daughter, uh, she is seven months old now. So I'm so, oh, all doing right. well, all of this. Yeah. Doing everything you do. Plus your engineering job. Plus you're a mom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Game yes. on. I am just insane, but it's a good crazy. It's fine. 
You know, that's what we all say, right? I know. (laughs) During questions, my wife looks at me all the time like, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Yeah. My husband's like, you doing something else now? I was like, of course I am. He's like, of course you are. Why wouldn't we? (laughs) Why not? Yeah. So I, I got in, you know, like, I'm big on the whole, if you want to do it, go for it. If there's not someone, and I was told very early on in my career that if there's not someone that looks like you in a position that you want, be that person. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. So, yeah. And so even as an engineer, there's not a lot of female engineers. There's not a lot of female mechanical engineers that work in a plant. And then you throw in female engineer that works in a plant that's on the emergency response team that owns a business and has a daughter. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I know one right now. I know one. <laughs> Come on, Steph. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm doing is really for the next generation. I got to keep that in mind. And to me, the next generation is my daughter. And, you know, my business partners are already joking about get, when he can get her on rope. I was like, okay, well, maybe let's have her walk first, but I love it. Whatever. Hey, 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 climbing before she walks. I'm not, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm good with it. I like it. I, I'm with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, as soon as the helmet will fit her, then we'll go for it. Oh, all right. Minor details. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got, I got hooked up with them and, you know, it's more just spreading the awareness that women do have a different perspective about um, life and scenarios. And definitely when you put them in a stressful scenario, you know, men and women think differently. And that's not to say bad, bad differently, but it can be a good different too. Like we found in my team that I think a different way than the other six men on the team and that's to say like they're like I never thought of it like that but I've never thought of it how they did either and so we start having those shared um interactions and I don't I'm getting all my words all mixed up here but it's made our team better to have the different perspectives that's awesome no I I think that's fantastic and then you get more of the the empathy and the like I have a more of a nurturing background now, especially now that I'm a mother, you know, that that's a little bit different, uh, taking care of patients yeah. now that I have a child than bef- even before I did. So, I mean, I just think it is, I want to be that person that someone looks up to and says, there's someone already doing it. I can do it too. Nice. And like I said, the more people I can, I can touch and help save other people's lives. That's the whole reason I'm here. Is the whole reason I'm here on this earth. Well done. Uh, you know what? That's I'm in. I'm, I'm with you. I appreciate you coming on and sharing all these stories and then the whole perspective and everything about what you're doing. This is fantastic. Yeah, so. I, I have loved this so far. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you. So I'll tell you what, I will leave it to you for anything else, you, your advice that you would pass on to anybody else, uh, more than what you already have, 
or we can just close it out and say good day. I, you know, I think I've said all I need to say right there. Beautiful. Well, in that case, Steph, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you for the stories. Uh, everybody go check out the website because it's great training. All right. I'll try to, when I get down to Texas, I'll come see you and I'll go through your training too. I'll make my wife on the rope. All right. Yeah. And she's like, no, not even a chance. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steph, I promise I'll give you a call if I ever get down there, but thank you again for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Jason. You're welcome. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. Go. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Rescue Podcast. Please take a minute to like, subscribe, and hit that share button. I'm pulling chocks and taking off. But before I go, if anyone out there has a rescue story they would be willing to share, I would be humbled and honored to have you on as a guest. Or if you have any questions about rescue or anything else we talk about here, send an email to jason at therealrescue.com. That's jason at T-H-E-R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q.com. You can also check us out on our web pages, therealrescue.com, our Facebook page, and our Instagram page, at The Real Rescue. Again, a special thank you to all of you standing on the watch today. Always remember, when that SAR alarm goes off, those in distress are praying for a miracle. They are going to get you. Until next time, fly safe and swim hard. <laughs>